All right, folks, and welcome aboard Philip Ward Show on this Friday night. It is 11.06 on the East Coast, 8.06 on the West Coast. Folks, congratulations, as always, are in order. We have made it through. What is about to tell you, well, we've had a lot of news this week, really. We, we got a lot more news we got to get into today. You know, we have this all contempt of Congress and Steve Bannon, get into that momentarily either way we'll get into the news in a second i just want to personally say as always thank you as always for listening to the program i really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart go out have an incredibly good weekend again we are here for a good time not a long time enjoy it as i always end the program it's never a bad day to be an american and you know just we only get well, the typical american work week is monday through friday we only get the saturday and the sunday to go out there and just do whatever it is that we want to do if you want to just kick back and relax and enjoy life you go ahead and do that but you know i think we get wrapped up so much into working you know a, a good friend of mine once said you know you you work to live you don't live to work you know, you, you do your work so you can get money. You can go out and relax and enjoy. You know, if you want to go out and have a couple of refreshing beverages, as myself, I do, go ahead and do that then. You know, if you like to be a homebody, whatever, it doesn't matter. I just want every single American to all, regardless, you know, because politics, what we do on this program, very divisive. You know, we, we, for goodness sake, we have the New York gubernatorial candidate, uh, Republican Lee Zeldin, you know, who almost got stabbed and killed last night. We have more on that story to come. But politics is so divisive. I think it is always nice to have just two days where you can relax. You know, if you're myself, I always keep up with the news regardless. But I think that there's two days there where you can just sit back and enjoy life Um for what it is so that being said we still have we still have business to attend to before we get to saturday and sunday today is the 858th day of slowing the spread the joe unity biden administration and which by the way we haven't even heard from dr o'connor the white house physician we know we get written statements from this guy we don't get he doesn't get up there during the white house press briefings oh no and, and according to Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, oh, the written statements are enough. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, even propaganda news CNN was asking to see the White House physician. I don't think it's coming. By the way, you're not, and we're not going to get an update uh, on Joe Unity Biden's condition. We have a little bit of an update today. Again, all we get is written statements. But Corrine Jean-Pierre, Oh, I didn't even give you the count. 912 days, folks. 912 days we have left to endure of this disastrous administration. Hang on in there. So Corrine Jean-Pierre, though, says that, oh, well, uh, it, I, it's funny that you guys want to hang out with us over the weekend, but we're not going to give you anything. There's not going to be any briefings. There's not going to be any updates about Joe Unity Biden's health and his battle with COVID. There won't be any updates until Monday. I okay. So, we're regardless of of if Joe's health condition, if it God forbid, if it declines, you know, it, which which I don't. I'm definitely not praying for. It. I I want Joe Unity Biden to be better. I don't want anyone to die from COVID. You know, if he if he gets better, we, we again 
we don't know. That's that's the problem with this administration. This is an administration, and Joe Unity Biden promises that it's going to be the most transparent administration that we've ever seen. Well, it's actually the least transparent administration that the, probably this country's ever seen. And that's even before, you know, there was radio or television. I mean, the guy is so behind the scenes. He's so hidden. They have to, like, prepare him for days to have any public appearance. It is so bad. And it, it honestly, it's downright embarrassing for the entire country. And, oh, this guy here, Ashish Jha. Oh, my goodness. Wait, I'll play the audio for you a little later on. It just sounds like such an idiot. But anyway, folks, so we'll get into all that. We begin, though, tonight with earlier today. Here's a headline for you. Trump ex-advisor, and this is Steve Bannon. I've I've interviewed personally Steve Bannon. The guy is, is, is just a straight shooter. Really a good interview, by the way, as well. So Steve Bannon today has been convicted of contempt of Congress. Okay, now I'm going to put this into perspective for you folks. Now, Steve Bannon, who literally was an advisor, he was White House chief strategist, for this was back 2016 and then in 2017 he served as chief strategist in the White House. But yet he's been and let's see. Steve Bannon, a key associate of former President Donald Trump, an influential, listen to an influential figure on the American right. I don't even know, and who wrote this? Reuters writes this. How can they possibly say this? He's got like, um, I, I think it's like a podcast type thing, video podcast, whatever it is that it's called. You know, I do my best to not say podcast in the words of, of the late, great Rush Limbaugh. Podcasts are for liberals. You know, we're, we're conservatives. We're talk radio people. But anyway, so he's got like this, this show he does uh, on Real America's Voice, and for, for some reason... They're they're led to like he's not on he's not on Fox News you know he's not on talk radio stations around the country, but yet they still call him an influential figure. They say, well, he was convicted today of contempt of Congress. Oh, for defying a subpoena from the oh the January sixth committee, which these people you know last night, folks, you wonder why I don't talk about the January sixth committee because the American people don't talk about the January sixth committee. No one cares about January 6th except these people. If you ask me, I still believe it was a setup. I mean, there's no coincidences. I believe that for some, and the, the person that there, there's clear evidence, he's on video. You can hear him clearly. We got to go into the Capitol. We're going into the Capitol. I have the audio. I'll play it for you in a second here from Ray Epps. Well, Ray Epps hasn't publicly testified. Well, how come Nancy Pelosi hasn't publicly testified? Or Charles E. Schumer? They were supposed to. They were in charge of the U.S. Capitol Police, and yet, if, if for the uh, U.S. House uh, Sergeant at Arms, it's Pelosi, the Senate Sergeant. That, that's Charles E. Schumer, and yet they don't have to testify. What about the D.C. Mayor, you know, uh, Muriel Bowser? Why isn't she testified when she herself? denied the request that Donald Trump listen you want the National Guard I'll send you the National Guard and yet she denied the request but 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 she's not being held accountable for January 6th and like I said how how is it that all of a sudden as soon as Senator Ted Cruz objects to the um, electorate the electoral vote the um, electoral votes 
all of a sudden, oh, this January 6th, this insurrection begins. Oh, by the way, I think it was um, uh, Mark Levin, who's a phenomenal talk radio host, was on yesterday on Fox News um, and was uh, talking about the 14th Amendment and how it says there, if, 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 if someone with an insurrection, you know, I'd have to get the, I want to get the legal proper, what the wording in the Constitution right for you. But it was the idea of if anyone were to incite an insurrection against the United States that they can't run for public office. So that should show you right then and there what the whole big deal is with these people continuing to say insurrection. They are so afraid of Donald Trump that Donald Trump could probably win in 2024, you know, lost in 2020, you know, the most votes ever as an incumbent president, and yet Joe Unity Biden, oh, is free and fair, and Joe Unity Biden, oh, he definitely got 81 million votes. This guy here, old COVID-ridden Joe Unity Biden, who can't formulate a sentence, end of quote, repeat the line, that Joe Unity Biden, oh boy, 81 million votes, most popular president of all time. I don't know, find that hard to believe. But anyway, so as far as um, Steve Bannon goes, uh, the, the jury found him guilty today. Each count is, uh, or it, it was a, a contempt of Congress, uh, defying the uh, subpoena, uh, guilty of two misdemeanor counts for refusing to provide testimony or documents to the House um, Select Committee of uh, January 6th. Each count is punishable by 30 days, yada, 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 so on, so forth. Who cares about the jury? Who cares about this? So... Um, Chairman Benny Thompson, and then Vice, oh, Vice Chair. I don't, how can you even call her a Republican anymore? Yeah, that is a Democrat, for goodness sake. And by the way, how is she going to do in Wyoming? You think the people of Wyoming like Liz Cheney? I don't believe so. The conviction of Steve Bannon is a victory for the rule of law. Just as there must be accountability for all those responsible for the events of January 6th, Anyone who obstructs our investigation of these matters should face consequences. No one is above the law, they write. Now, folks, this is the, like, this hasn't happened since G. Gordon Liddy, someone being found guilty of contempt of Congress. The last time this happened was 1974. I mean, that should, that should just go to show you, folks, that this whole thing, by the way, Darren uh, J. Beatty, he wrote a piece in Revolver News that we've, uh, chronicled on this program, meet Ray Epps. Uh, the new details emerge about Ray Epps. He was the, 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 and the guy, oh my God, he is a big dude. He really is. And he's the one who said, well, we got to go into the Capitol. He's the one who wrote the story about that on Revolver News. He tweeted earlier today, they will try to put Bannon in jail for not submitting privileged documents to the committee, but the committee has no obligation to share critical testimony, including Oh, Ray Epps' testimony with the public. Why? Because it is the biggest sham trial of the century. Now, folks, if you're still not familiar with who Ray Epps is, I'm going to play you the audio here of him. And we literally can hear him, folks, saying, we got to go into the Capitol. Yet, for some reason, this guy doesn't have to publicly testify. And you'll hear Trump supporters in this clip as well. You can hear that they have obviously figured out what exactly Ray Epps is and what his job is there. Those are the Trump supporters, folks. Well, let's not say it. We need, 
We need to go. I'll say it. We need to go in. So see, folks, you here. Here's the only guy who said we gotta go into the Capitol. We gotta go into the Capitol. I'll be arrested if I say it, but we gotta go into the Capitol. And then there's video as well where he like whispers in this one Trump supporter's ear. Well, I don't even know if the guy was a Trump supporter. He's wearing uh, uh, Make America Great Again gear. He whispers in his ear, and then they just there's just this rush, you know, heading towards the Capitol. So. Why is it that Ray Epps walks free, yet here's Steve Bannon, who had nothing to do with January 6th at all, and yet he, he wasn't even there, Steve Bannon. And yet he's the one that they're going after. I mean, it's, it's just, it's all, like, like Beatty says, it's just the biggest sham of the entire century. And I'm telling you, folks, I wouldn't be so surprised if it wasn't a setup the whole time. I don't think there's any consequences or uh, coincidences at all um, politically. Anyway, all right, so folks, last night, you know, just before we, we uh, started the program, you had the Republican gubernatorial candidate uh, here in New York, Lee Zeldin, who was attacked by this guy, um, who we now know is named David Jacobonis, 43 years old from Fairport, New York, and he tweeted this. So, let, well, I guess it would be early this morning if you want to be correct about it. 1.30 this morning. Lee Zeldin tweets this quote, and he's, he's absolutely dead on the money. His words as he tried to stab me a few hours ago were, quote, you're done. But several attendees quickly jumped into action, tackled the guy. Law enforcement was on the scene within minutes. The attacker, though, listen to this, though, will likely be instantly released under New York's laws. Well, earlier this morning, New York Post headline, Lee Zeldin attacker, you bet, quickly released from jail. Yep, of course. Because Think about this. What sort of precedent does that set? If you want to go and attack public officials, and remember, he's still an elected representative right now, Lee Zeldin. He's, congress, uh, he's a congressman from New York's first congressional district. Just gets on stage, tries to stab him, could have killed him, and boom, he just walks free. Um, he's, uh, was arraigned overnight on account of second degree attempted assault stemming from the attack, but was released quickly, uh, was quickly released on his own recognizance. How about that? Yep, yep, he's good to go. You're out. Uh, Desi Cuellar, congressional candidate from Queens, says, This guy tried to stab a man running for governor and is back on the streets? New York has truly become a sick place run by criminals. Ben Dominich, who's phenomenal writer, editor-at-large at The Spectator, says, attempt to stab a Republican congressman on stage, get released on your own recognizance. That's New York, everybody. And Lee Zeldin says uh, earlier today, quote, this was at about 5, uh, five what was the exact time, 541, just as I predicted, after the man who tried stabbing me last night was charged with attempted assault in the second degree of felony, uh, he was then immediately released under the state's insane by the way posted zero dollars for bail by the sea writes under the state's insane cashless bail law which must be repealed um the new york post uh, editorial board actually wrote earlier today a pretty good piece attack a, gov uh, a gubernatorial candidate and then walk free this is perfect proof that new york's laws don't protect the public Right, uh, Jacobonis has serious mental issues, 
but that's hardly reason for him to be walking free after his alleged potentially deadly attack on Lee Zeldin. Blame New York's insane no bail law and the progressive drive to keep everyone out of jail. And right there, it's entirely possible, by the way, that Jacobanus belongs in, in a mental institution, not in prison, but he sure as heck shouldn't be walking loose. All the facts suggest he remains a ticking time bomb. But New York's government doesn't favor looking up, uh, locking up dangerous, crazy people any more than outright thugs. You know, isn't it pretty ironic that the best way to change those perverse priorities is to vote for Zeldin. And they're exactly right. Think about that, though, folks. What? Oh, oh, oh. Let alone, what if it was an attacker who got on stage and tried to attack Kathy Jokel? You know, oh, boy, I tell you what, I think, personally, it'd be a far different story, kind of like with Steve Bannon here. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no equal justice in the country anymore folks there's rules for if you're a conservative or republican and there's rules if you're a democrat or if you align yourself you're a democratic party supporter which oh how could you even be that anymore i don't really know um you have this uh, and remember they, they they call themselves the the tolerant left what's so tolerant about these people i dare you to disagree with any of them at all there's, there's no tolerance with this party are you kidding me? You know, you had, let's see, violence um, that occurred. Oh, that's right. During the congressional, ba when the Republicans were practicing for the congressional baseball game. And remember Steve Scalise got shot, the congressman from Louisiana. And uh, on the topic, by the way, of the congressional baseball game, you have this uh, shutdown D.C. group. Remember, that's the same group that offered bounties for information on Supreme Court justices and where they're going to be. They're saying, quote, we disrupted Brett Kavanaugh's steak dinner and we will disrupt the congressional baseball game. The monsters tearing apart our country deserve no peace, they write. Well, I think they're absolutely right. Here's the thing, though. All that uh, obviously overturning Roe v. Wade really has them up in arms. But of course, that is has never been a constitutional right uh, to an abortion. Nope, not in there. You can go ahead, check it out yourself. Still ain't in there. The Supreme Court ruled exactly correct. Roe v. Wade had set a terrible precedent that, that, that had no constitutional basis about it at all. But then they say, the monsters are tearing apart our country. Yeah, you're right. The liberals are the monsters. Those are the people who are tearing apart our country. Um, if hundreds of us turn out to the congressional baseball game this month and risk arrest, there's a real chance we could shut the whole thing down. I mean, that's what they want to do. They want, they want no peace for anyone. They want no, you just want to relax and watch, you know, the uh, congressional, the uh, Congress people go at each other in baseball, in a friendly game of baseball. You know, America's pastime. No, that can't happen with these people. I mean, they're so sick. They're so disgusting. They really are. Anyway, speaking of sick, Joe Unity Biden still has COVID. We heard earlier today. Biden COVID symptoms have improved, but he does have a fever. Now that's what we heard from the White House physician. We can't we can't physically see the White House physician, uh, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, because for some reason the White House doesn't want him going up there during a White House uh, press briefing. Um, but anyway, this is so this is what we have to go off of statements now. Uh, President Biden's symptoms have improved. Uh, he completed his first full day of Paxlovid last night. Uh, da, 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 his temperatures remain normal since that. This is boring stuff. Joe Unity Biden is okay. 
How about we say that and move on? I don't have time to be reading all this nonsense, but I do. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So the White House press briefing today, Dr. Ashish Jha. So I, you know what? I don't even, folks, I don't even want to give you context behind it. I just, I just want to play this for you folks, and I want you to hear what he says. <laughs> this, this, is, this is Dr. Ashish Jha, and he's, he's talking about Joe Unity Biden earlier today, folks. Just a few minutes ago, the president is doing better. He slept well last night. Uh, he ate his breakfast and lunch. I fully. He actually showed me his plate. Oh, 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 it's so funny! Oh my God! Oh, he ate his lunch and he ate it. He ate the whole thing. Oh God! Good job, Joe. Oh, he even he even showed me his plate. I mean, is that is that what we're doing now? Are we treating the President of the United States like he's a toddler? God, did you? Oh my goodness, Joe! You ate your full lunch. Oh, that was oh, that was so good of you, Joe. Oh, good job, Joe. Oh my God, it makes me sick. And he says, "Oh, I even I oh, I just get tired looking at Biden's schedule." Oh my God, for what? What is on his schedule? Sleeping, eating ice cream. Um, now, Joe Unity, he's real excited today. Uh, well, wasn't Joe Unity Biden? One of his staffers tweeting, "Quote: Gas prices are declining at one of the fastest rates we've ever seen in over a decade. We're not letting up on our work to lower costs even further." Well, the RNC hits back and says, "Well, actually, gas prices are over two dollars more per gallon than when you took office." And he says, "Gas prices have declined by an average of sixty cents over the past thirty-eight days." Well, on November tenth, Biden expressed, "Oh, just astonishment! Can you believe this?" The high price of gas, when it was only $3.42. Today, it's four forty-one, and he's bragging about it. He says, if you live in South Carolina, Texas, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, or Tennessee, average price of gas at the pump is under $4 a gallon. That's a big deal, he says. Well, RNC writes, gas prices are over $4 a gallon in 44 states. That's a big deal. I'll tell you what, folks, the American people are sick and tired of paying. By the way, all different demographics of Americans as well. You had a van white lash. This was a white lash. That's why Donald Trump got, got put into office. It was a white lash. Remember him, Van Jones? He, he says, quote, Van Jones is warning that black voters are frustrated with Joe Unity. By he even wrote an op-ed about it. Um, he was on Propaganda News CNN. And he says, black voters don't like to see billions of dollars, not only gas prices, but they don't like to see billions of dollars going to Ukraine and having nothing for them. Says, quote, I think for African-American voters in particular, there is a special heartbreak, he says. First of all, the pain is more intense, rising gas prices, food prices. It really has walloped the black community in a particular way. The hopes were so much higher, he says. He says, so you're going through a summer of real heartbreak with black voters, polls showing that, Biden has to take it seriously. If, if I were the Democratic Party now, the black community is a firewall. They need to be spending a lot of money on black radio, a lot of money on black media to just point out the fact that Biden is there for the black community and is doing stuff. What's he doing exactly, Van Jones, you idiot? Again, he's got no idea. Uh, he says, right now, that particular pain is not being addressed aggressively enough. Well, why isn't it? B 
because Joe Unity Biden can't do anything because he doesn't want to do anything for black voters. He wants to watch American livelihoods, American dreams, American lives just be totally destroyed because he himself is completely controlled by this radical democratic and all they keep saying is transition. We got a transition from oil and gas. We're going through a great transition. Yeah, well, that great transition, this new liberal world order, as Brian D says, is not working for Americans. And I pray to God that in November, Americans show up and Americans say, you know what? This party is out. Enough of this party. This is all because of one Democratic Party rule, folks. They rule everything in this country. And I would ask all Americans, how's it going for you? How's life going right now? Because it's downright disastrous under this administration. All right, folks, today is the 858th day of slowing the spread. We now have 912 days left of the disastrous, awful, downright terrible Joe Unity Biden administration left for all of us to endure. Thank you, as always, for listening to the program, folks. Have an incredibly great weekend. Back here on Monday, it is never a bad day to be an American. Have a great weekend, folks. Thanks, as always, for listening.